0: what is up you guys my name is sabrina and i get to be one of the hosts for this podcast on fire i'm so excited to be back (laughs) it's been a week since i last filmed for you guys it's been kind of hectic around my life at the moment but i needed to film this i really needed to because if i let this go on for two weeks of not filming i knew i was gonna beat myself up for it i've already been beating myself up from not filming last week but that's fine i'm here and i'm back and i'm ready to prepare this episode for you guys but before we jump into today's make sure you go check out last week's title not last week two weeks ago <laughs> titled school is back where i just gave a few encouragement a few words of hope from the bible and a few scriptures for you guys to remember just to have as an encouragement throughout the school year for teachers for parents as well for students especially and any faculty member of the school you know i just gave a few pointers on that and just prayer key points i guess you can call it so if you guys are wanting a little bit more on that make sure you go check out that episode title school is back and then once you're done make sure you come back to this episode because you don't want to miss out on today's word as you can tell by the title we're doing another parable which is one of my favorites favorite favorites to talk about from the Bible. But as you can tell, a parable of the speck and the log, or some of you may know it as a speck and the plank. Like I said, some of you may know this parable, some of you may not know this parable. But it, like I said, it's always a good reminder to have, even if you think you know it, it, is still a good reminder to you know, just a good refreshment or a nourishment. You know, like oh okay that was a good reminder. I'll keep that in mind. You know, just a little bit more on that which I enjoyingly love. So today's episode, we're just going to be breaking down this meaning of this parable and what Jesus is trying to teach us exactly. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. We're just going to go straight into the word. So just a little bit of context on where exactly you or how this parable is made and just all that good stuff i'm all context that's just how i study the bible if you don't like it sorry just just wait just continue with me it's gonna get better but context this is um around the time where the disciples were telling people around the area like hey jesus is gonna preach this good gospel he's gonna preach he's gonna preach so they were like going out and spreading the word and telling them to come to like this mount where they, where Jesus is going to preach and this they made it a big deal because this was Jesus first preaching moment like at least a huge crowd like i know the bible talks about jesus was in small gatherings but this one was a big moment where jesus was like all right i'm gonna preach the whole thing just not small bits because i'm gonna preach the whole thing and this is also known (laughs) this is also known as the sermon on the mount so if you hear a lot of preachers or a lot of leaders um me if you hear a lot of um preacher saying the sermon on the mount it's referring to matthew 5 where jesus is preaching all these parables and these blessings and the do's and don'ts of the christian walk this is pretty much what they're talking about you know different parables and all that good stuff so like i said you can find this in matthew 5 if you haven't read it or haven't heard of the Sermon on the Mount, I definitely, definitely would go read it. And if you have, go read it again. Because, it's like I said, it's a good, good reminder to have. But the main thing for this parable was te- Jesus teaching the people on how we should treat others and how we think of others. Kind of like the saying, um, treat others the way you want to be treated. I know we get that a lot from school. I know I was taught that a lot at school and from my parents. But if for people who are hearing that saying, it came from the Bible you know like even people may not think that that's where it literally came from just changed in different terms so We are going to be reading in Matthew 7, 1 through 5. That's where you can find this parable. I'm reading NIV version. So if you have access to an actual Bible, if you're using your phone, the Bible app, um, if you want to read along, I highly recommend to read along. If you like taking some notes, I would definitely set aside a pen and paper or take notes on your phone. But if you're driving or you're busy and you're multitasking and listening to me, then I don't think you should get on your phone, especially if you're driving or reading the Bible and driving, unless you're a pro. But me personally, I would prefer safety over anything. So um, make sure you're not doing all that stuff while you're driving or anything. So I will be reading from the scripture as well. So it doesn't, I don't mind if I'm doing all the reading, but if you guys want to join along and read with me, I will really, really love that because that just shows your consideration to it. So like I said, in Matthew 7, 1 through 5 NIV, we're just gonna jump right into it so verses i like okay sorry i like to break down each verse i say this in every parable or everything that i'm reading because i feel like god will speak to me even in the smallest verse where it says three words i feel like he can speak a lot in just those three words so i want to make sure i hit everything and i'm not missing anything it may sound like i may take a thousand years i promise i won't <laughs> i promise i won't i'll keep it short and simple i can talk a lot like i am now so we're just gonna jump right into it okay so verse one it says do not judge or you too will be judged Mm, period point blank that's the end of the (laughs) that's the end of the episode just done (laughs) no i'm just kidding but verse one it says do not judge or you too will be judged And verse two it says for in the same way you judge others you will be judged and with the measure you use it it will be measured to you now i may say in different versions um i know a lot of them say standards and replacement for measure so if you have a different version it says something different and all means the same thing so in verse one you too will be judged what does he mean by you too who is going to be doing the judging obviously god god god's will he will be able to judge you in verse two it says in the same way you judge others you will be judged and with the measure you use it it will be measured to you so what jesus is trying to say in that verse is um that the standards we put on someone god will also put us to that standard example if we are let's say i'm pointing out this other person who's another christian and i'm like oh my gosh this person's not reading the bible as they should they're not reading the bible at least five pages of it they're not even going to church and worshiping right or they um they're not tithing they're not tithing this much money they aren't fully followers you know they don't they're not showing the fruits of the spirit you know and i'm just complaining and just calling out this person like oh my gosh they're not this they're not that they're fake christians whatever and then god or god uses someone to tell me Sabrina, are are you doing that? Are you are you tithing the amount of money you're supposed to be tithing? Are are you showing the fruit of the spirit? Are you showing love, patience, kindness, goodness? Are you forbearance? Are you showing that? Then it gets me like, oh crap, um, <laughs> like dang, I, I guess I'm not, you know like that's what he means jesus does not encourage us to judge others he only requires that our judgment be completely fair and by that we only judge others by the standard that we would also like to be judged again treat others the way you want to be treated so what jesus is trying to say in that is that if we put standards a like a person who is a christian a follower of christ standards so high god's like you know what since you're all the same in my eyes he's like i'm gonna raise your standards to that point as well and obviously you can't meet them either because you're sitting here and judging this person, which that kind of convict me in some sort of way because I'm like, dang, I need to <laughs> I need to stop putting high standards on people because, you know, I'm human at the end of the day. I'm not going to sit here and say I've never judged anybody because that is a straight up lie. The other day I caught myself just judging someone so ugly and i was aware of the pod this episode i was going to film literally it was just a couple of days ago and i was aware that i was going to be talking about judgment and how we should not judge others and there i was talking my mouth away just spitting crap on other people and i'm like in the middle of it i was like dang <laughs> i was like i know what i'm doing is wrong i was like might as well just finish what i'm saying and i repented and i asked for god for forgiveness later but i probably should have stopped in that moment now that i think about it but again i I'm human at DNA, I'm going to slip up, I'm not perfect, but that's not an excuse for me to use, you know, so I will do better, <laughs> I promise, I will, but jumping into verse 3 where it says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye, oof, mm, that's good, <laughs> then verse 4 says, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye, Ooh these moments where I'm just like even rereading it I'm like dang oh my I've read this verse I don't know how many times preparing for this episode but it still gets me like dang like Jesus had comebacks Jesus had comebacks for a referral but in verse three and four Jesus uses a lot of humus imagery like if you know like a lot of his parables you know he uses a lot of imagery for us to see it because I'm a visual learner so reading his parables and him using like graphics actually helps a lot for me a lot of you may be different um different kind of learns but i'm very visual so this actually does help me about the spec and the plank and the log which his messages are easier to understand and makes them memorable because of how he puts them um but like how it says in verse three and verse four like there might be a literal speck in someone like a little dirt like you know a little sand in someone's eye but not an actual plank okay not an actual log sticking out of someone's eye now that's just weird and kind of scary to picture but notice the difference because me personally i feel like jesus could have said in verse 3 why do you look at the speck of saw what's in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the speck in your own eye but instead he says the plank in your own eye so that got me thinking okay why did jesus not say speck in our own eye instead he uses plank jesus means that the one with the plank in his or her own eye would not immediately be aware of it so i'm like dang okay that kind of makes sense but why though why would they not be aware of it because he or she is blind to their own obvious faults it is the attempt to correct the faults of someone else when we ourselves have the same so because we have the long let's just say um what i did the other day <laughs> the bad judgment i was doing i had the own plank in my own eye it was not obvious to me because i'm blind to it but to others they may look at me like sabrina what are you doing like you're literally judging this person when you do the exact same thing so it wasn't obvious to me because i'm so blind to it it could have been a speck but i can't really help i really can't say oh this person dah, 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 let me help you with this when i'm struggling with it myself not knowing that i am this is why jesus uses the plank because we're not aware of our own faults It is the attempt to correct the fault of someone else when we ourselves have the same thing so that kind of answered it for me on why jesus didn't use the speck instead of the plank i I hope that made sense this is why he used the plank and not the speck and our in our own eye instead of our brother and sister's eye now this kind of reminded me three verses three to four this reminded me of a specific example of someone else trying to correct someone else's faults when we ourselves are struggling this was in john 8 7 when the religious leaders had brought the woman this woman to take in for adultery to jesus now they were trying to take her in and you know throw stones at her because she was a sinful lady you know so in john 8 7 jesus says he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. So what he is saying is that any you religious leaders, one of you who is without sin, who has not committed sin, y'all can throw the stone at her then. Since you're so since you claim yourself to be perfect, he's like, then you can do it because you have the right to do that. Well obviously she has certainly sinned, but the religious leader's sin was much worse and Jesus exposed it with that statement. It was so much worse because they were calling out someone else instead of calling out themselves. They were trying to throw someone under the shade and keep them safe. Now, that is selfish. (laughs) That is unrightful. And that was not good in God's eyes. That's why he called it more sinful than that woman. Now all sin is the same in God's eyes. But what they were doing was not really good. They were trying to throw someone else under the bus instead of taking their own faults. This is why this parable is so important and because this parable is about judgment and throwing someone under the shade instead of actually you admitting to your own faults, because not a lot of people will do that not a lot of people will take up their own faults and be like oh it was me they're gonna try to throw someone under the bus and that's something i did a lot back then (laughs) which is not supposed to be funny but looking back at my old ways i'm like dang i was kind of dumb i was really dumb let's just we're just gonna put i was really dumb with doing that but back to what i was saying that was a great example john 8 7 is a great example of three verses three and four where he calls out the religious leaders and he actually says why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to ours why are we going to look at someone else's sin and not pay attention to our own things because that makes us feel like oh we're perfect we're sinless which is a complete lie which is why i really really love the example for the verses three and four now jumping into verse five where he says you hypocrite mm, done you hypocrite first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye now Jesus never said that helping your brother and sister in Christ was a bad thing to do is actually a good thing to help up, to help out others you know he talks a lot about serving we're supposed to serve others which is good what jesus is trying to tell us in this parable is that we need to deal with the plank in our own eye before we go and help someone else with the same speck now this is a saying that you may hear help yourself before you can help someone else which is entirely true for some of y'all you yeah, have already guessed <laughs> what the plank and speck represent if you haven't then i'm gonna just go ahead and tell you they represent the sins the wrongdoings or the faults in in life so When I say Jesus is trying to tell us in this parable that we need to deal with the sin, the wrongdoings, the fault, the obvious faults in our lives, which means in our eye, before we go help someone else with the same problem. So pretty much that's what the speck and plank represent is our problems, the sins, the wrongdoings we're doing in our life. And the eye represents, you know, the life of us. The reason why I felt the need to make this episode was not only because of what i was doing just a couple days ago but i wanted to talk about this specific parable because it was it's something a lot of us even non christians struggle in this world today it is filled with a lot of judgment in so so many ways now i know a lot of people struggle who aren't followers of christ but people who are followers of christ or they they're so called followers of christ who say sorry <laughs> that was my That was my phone. I forgot to mute it. But anyways, um, what was I saying? Right. These so-called followers of Christ who say they know the word of God sit here and still judge others. Now I say this because, like I said, just a couple days ago, I was literally catching myself going on a whole rant about someone. And I wasn't even thinking about myself. I wasn't even thinking about the judgment or any of that. I just let the flesh get the best of me. I let the enemy get the best of me in that moment. So I would know when I say these so-called followers of Christ... these christians who are trying to become they still judge they sit here and they judge others well obviously if they know like me if i knew the word of god i wouldn't be sitting here judging see i knew i knew what i was doing was wrong and yet i still did it now a lot of people they swear up and down that they know the word of god when really they don't know exactly what it means they think they're bringing righteous to what they're doing by judging others which is not what we're supposed to be doing we let god deal with all that and we just do what we're supposed to be doing which is obeying the word of god but a lot of people don't do that and i'm not gonna lie it makes us (laughs) me it makes us christians followers look bad now i know what i did i'm gonna keep bringing this up made a lot of my christian people look bad but i was ranting to my sister so she didn't go off and tell nobody but at the end of the day it's still bad but when i see other people do this as well it does make us christian followers look bad because when a non-believer runs into a christian all they will see is a non loving judgmental person. They're not really gonna feel open arms and you know, they're not gonna feel that love or that grace and mercy. They're not gonna feel none of that because what they already see in today's world, you know, all over TikTok I just see a bunch of judgmental Christians where they're just calling out these people and yes what they're doing is wrong, which I get the Bible does talk about rebuking our brother, sister in Christ, meaning putting them back in their place. But I feel like that's only um allowed if a person who's aware of what they're doing or aware that they know what is wrong then you can be like hey bro like you shouldn't be doing that that's what the word of god says but if it's someone who is not a christian follower and they don't know then we should be helping them not sitting here and judging them and cursing them down because then that makes them fur um flee farther from god fur farther (laughs) flee farther from god and um i know in the At the end of Romans 1 as well, it talks about how we're not supposed to sit here and support and stand by when a sin is being committed. Like I said, at the end of Romans chapter 1, which is what I read a couple days ago, <laughs> where it says we're not supposed to sit here and stand still when a sin is being committed because we're supporting it. Then we are also sitting ourselves, which I understand that that we're not supposed to sit here, but we're not supposed to also sit here and, and judge a child of God. See, there's a difference between judging a person and actually trying to help them with their problems, their sins or wrongdoings. Like I said earlier, you know, we need to be able to help them, not sit here and judge them. Because if they're aware and they know what they're doing is wrong, then that's when it's okay to step in and rebuke them. But for a non-Christian follower, for us to sit here and judge them, it makes them want to go way farther from God. It makes them feel like, what's the whole point of following God if I'm just going to be an ugly, rude person? You know, that's, that's why I say it's always important to show and reflect christ outwardly because if he changes you inside he's gonna it's gonna reflect outwardly and those traits of the fruit of the spirit are gonna show so judging is always calling out the negative of someone helping is actually caring and putting the positive for someone because if we're judging we're just cursing them down it, we are. Our tongue is so powerful, as it says in the word of, in, in the Bible. Our tongue is so powerful. We can speak life and death into people. And because we're judging people left and right, I'm going to say we because I'm part of the human society. I am. I am human. We we are cursing people with our tongue saying, oh, they're not going to do this. Da, 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 da. They don't do. We're just cursing them. We're just negativity. is just coming out of our mouths when helping is actually positivity and encouraging someone that's the difference between judging and actually trying to help someone become better in their walk with christ a lot of people judge unrighteously because it makes them feel good i said this earlier it makes them feel good about themselves they're trying to throw someone under the shade so this person can look all holy like angel singing like halo above you and stuff like that now this is something i struggled with as a child i wanted to look at uh, i wanted to be looked at as an innocent girl which was wrong i was not innocent i was just a plane i was hiding behind a mask <laughs> i was hiding behind a mask but they judge unrighteously they like to put people down because it makes them feel good about themselves because they feel like they're doing something better than the other like a competition when really following jesus isn't and will never be a competition and that's how i looked at it years ago when i was in middle school and up to high school i wanted to be portrayed as the innocent person i was lying to my family to my my family some some of my friends some of the friends who i wanted them to look at me in a certain type of way but for those i was just those i was the realest with i just do whatever i wanted but for people who i wanted to look at me as innocent i put up a whole front i really did so this is why i'm able to say this that we judge others righteously because it makes us feel good it makes us feel like oh we're doing better than them when really it's like a competition and it's not a competition when we're following jesus because he then a god which is as it says in verse one you if you judge you too will be judged do not judge or you too will be judged so all of this god's like i know the rule you this ain't you he's like you're sitting here judging my other child when you're doing the exact same thing so he's gonna judge us both rightfully and i know i've been reading in the book of Romans lately in the beginning of Romans it talks about Jesus lawfully righteously judgment and his um, righteous wrath which that hit different which made me encourage me a bit more to continue with this episode and actually pull through with it but honestly I really felt the need to talk about this because the judgment of the world today, non between non Christians and Christians, or you know the the politics stuff, you know, it's just a bunch of judgment. It makes them define them who they are, you know, and like it's it's literally, um, if I were to say, oh, I'm Republican, I'm 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 not gonna throw in politics, I'm not, I don't I don't really pay attention to that, but let's say like I say, well, I'm Republican or Democrat, they people like, oh, since they're Republican, I already know who they are. You're judging them right off the bat that's literally judging them from from the get-go like you're straight up like oh i'm a christian oh you're that you're already judging them or they say oh i'm a white person well, i'm a black i'm i'm mexican you're already judging them based on what they said instead of actually getting to know them that you're just judging them right off the bat it goes in many different ways so i just feel like this episode needed to be placed out there because this main this main theme for this parable was jesus teaching people on how we should think and treat of others Because everybody has different stories. Everybody has different lives and where they grew up from. So we have no right to judge other people when we ourselves are human and are sinful. And we're born into sin and we're going to sin because of our flesh desiring what is part of the world. So we have no right to be doing that. The only person who is allowed to judge us is God and Jesus Christ themselves. And allowing the Holy Spirit to convict us in that. Boy, did I feel conviction (laughs) the other day. Did I feel conviction? I really didn't i should have stopped talking but i didn't but i repented and i'll ask god i asked god for forgiveness and i asked him to help me through the holy spirit and if you're struggling with any kind of judgment which i did a lot as a child if you're struggling ask god for repentance and ask god to help you to allow the holy spirit to work in you and if you feel like you're about to catch yourself speak in a very unholy way you need to shut it right there and then you need to maybe put some tape on or super glue your mouth or something it also starts in the thoughts as well if you start to think in your mind like mm, that person it, it always starts in the thoughts which makes us commit that sin through our tongue through our mouth through words so you have to always ask god to cleanse your mind honestly you to put on the full armor of god <laughs> just put on the full armor of god if you don't know it i will make another whoa <laughs> i will make another episode on putting on the full armor of god and much more in debt but I'm rambling on that I should be, but I'm pretty much done in today's word. I'm done with the episode. I just kept flowing through the Holy Spirit. But like I said, I'm pretty much done. And I just wanted to leave off on please do not judge others because you have no right to judge others when we ourselves are sinful and born into sin. And that's where I leave off. So thank you guys for tuning in for this episode if this episode sounded kind of hectic it's because it's been a week since i've been back (laughs) so please give me some slack on that but i thank you guys for tuning in for today's word i hope that today's word speaks to you in the mighty name of jesus i pray that this word may speak to your hearts that it may convict you give you discernment so that you're able to change your ways and change the way of life for our god for our living jesus christ and if you guys are curious or want specific episodes for me to talk about make sure you reach out on our social media platforms um if you're listening on youtube what's up (laughs) but if you're listening to the apple podcast what's up as well but make sure you reach out to us you know comment let us let us know what episodes you are wanting or what any questions you may have that i may get to answer so please reach out on that and to end it off i love you guys Uh, god bless you all and i'll talk to you guys next week bye bye